Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Pritchard, longtime NFL wide receiver, also a national champion for the Colorado Buffaloes, filling in for Michael Lombardi, who is on one of his many, many speaking engagements that he's been going on throughout this offseason. The tour. <laughs> he is on to- Lombardi, we need to get a t-shirt for Lombardi right. and have his tour dates yep, on yep. Absolutely, absolutely. But we're glad to have, have you, though. Thank you. Great to be here. Does he have a tour bus with this at all? Or? <laughs> I don't think he's got a tour bus. Private jet. It, 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 private jet is kind of how he rolls. PJ right. status. Right, we're, right. we're not doing the Madden bus right. for Lombardi. It's, it's strictly PJ for our guy. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow, though, from the road, uh, I think, is where he'll be in Louisville. I think is uh, the, the speaking engagement this weekend. But we're going to have a lot of fun, though, over yeah. these next two hours. Make sure to tweet at the show, at Live. On Twitter, at M.I. Pritchard is where you can find Pritch. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Coming up, we got our buddy Josh Applebaum, VEASAN betting analyst and host of the Market Insights podcast and the Morning Bets podcast as well. He'll join us in 30 minutes with plays in Major League Baseball and in the National Hockey League. Then Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point, will check in with us at the top of hour number two. That's 60 minutes from now to give us a peek about what's going on behind the window MLB is now in the fray. We got the final four coming up tomorrow. A lot of stuff going on in the sports world. And plus, NFL futures always lingering out there in the offseason. Then at 10.15 West Coast time, Von Dalzell, sports betting analyst over at NBC Sports Edge, will call in with college hoops, NBA, and MLB plays. But first, Pritch, yesterday was opening day in Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. And I'm not the biggest of baseball guys. Okay. In fact, I don't really watch a whole lot of baseball because – you need an off season, right? And I and I and I picked this time to kind of be my sports watching off season. Once we get past the NBA playoffs, right? Are you into big big into the baseball? I am huge into baseball. I um, yeah, I love opening day. I think it should be a holiday. To be honest with you, felt uh, like it yesterday, especially exactly right. <laughs> so um, the reason why I love it is you know just playing catch with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was growing up, and, and so my dad thought I was going to be a left-handed major league baseball pitcher because <laughs> I had movement uh, and I had some speed. I had velocity on my on my fastball, so. Um, he was just gleaming with hope and, 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 and proud, being proud of the fact that his son's going to be a Major League Baseball player one day. 
Uh, and so lo and behold, when I chose football, it disappointed him. Oh, no. But it worked out in the end. <laughs> it worked out in the end. Uh, but no, I love baseball. I always have. Um, I had a portfolio last year, Femi, of about 10 teams that I did really, really well with, uh, very well with in terms of my betting uh, portfolio. So, no, I, I love baseball. I follow it. Uh, I'm not a, a seam head, mm. uh, but I do love the game, though. Yeah, uh, last year I had a portfolio that consisted of the White Sox to win the AL Central, oh. and that, that didn't that didn't work out yeah. for me. So uh, <laughs> that's that's where my love is at yeah. with, with with America's pastime. Right, right. But I did think Opening Day was rather interesting because a lot of the discussion throughout the offseason and in spring training, and we saw it, mm-hmm. was about the pitch clock. Right, and we were all wondering, all right, what's the pitch clock going to do once we get to the actual real games? Well, it did its job because the talk yesterday after all the games was how quick. The games went mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. The average time pitch was two hours and 45 minutes. I think we had only five games eclipse the three-hour mark. It's truly remarkable to see that. And as somebody who's not big into baseball because of the time commitment, not right. just the length of the games, but the length of the season, I mean, that's a lot, especially during the vacation months of the year, uh, for me at least, I was more intrigued. I'm like, okay, if I can get these things in two and a half hours, this is going to be really good for the sport and and might rope somebody in like me right. who isn't really okay. a big baseball head, who's not a quote-unquote seam head. You know? <laughs> I, I just – what did you think of, of the of the pitch clock and, and kind of how it shortened in some of these games? Because the games that were over three hours, I mean, it was like 10-9, oh, no. 11-7. Right. So, like, those are the games that had a lot of runs. We're kind of getting all the dilly-dallying around, all the wasted time is, has been cut out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, get up there and throw the, foot, uh, the baseball. I mean, I'm going to football right there, but it's baseball. And uh, just go ahead and throw your pitch. I mean, you're going to communicate with your catcher. You have a, a game plan already established. Uh, there, there's no need for the shenanigans that we've seen mm-hmm. from these pitchers a lot of times. And uh, I like the throwback guys, like you know, the Greg Maddoxes and all those guys. Where you just get up there and throw the ball and uh, see if you can strike somebody out or, or make it more difficult for them to hit at the plate. Uh, the fact that some of these games were teetering on two hours, like the Guardians mm-hmm. and Mariners, uh, and then you look at the Tigers and, and the Rays as well, that's interesting to me uh, right there. So, I no, I full favor of the pitch clock. Um, I hated the shenanigans. I hated – who was the player from Boston, the Red mm-hmm. Sox? Was it – I can't remember his name, but he always readjusted his gloves. Oh, gosh. Both of them. I, I would not. I don't know. Uh, Garcia Parra, maybe. Was, was it Nomar? Maybe. Nomar. Oh my God! It was like he was putting on <laughs> wrist tape or something yeah, with those gloves it's like, and say relax. Yeah, just relax, right? And and so I think if you have a sound game plan, which a lot of these pitchers and catchers have, mm-hmm. uh, there's no need to waste time on the mound, uh, you know, and play those games. So I appreciate it. Now these numbers might be a little skewed just because opening day you right. get all the best pitchers. Yep. So those games tend to be lower scoring. You get pitchers' duels. You're not going to have as many pitching changes, so that can help with the pace of the game. But I did find it interesting, though, because you mentioned the Mariners game. The Tigers-Rays went 2-0-4. Yeah. Two, like, when's the last time you saw a two-hour oh. baseball game? Like, I like high that. school. I think right, the last right. time I saw that. But the Mariners game, because me being from Seattle, mm-hmm. last night I was like, okay, I'll check in on the Mariners. There's a lot of optimism about this team. There's some dark horse Julio Rodriguez, MVP love in the American League. And this team just has general good vibes after finally making the playoffs last year and ending that long drought. So I decided to turn on the Mariners game. And, you know, doing this morning schedule now that I have, I'm pretty much operating on East Coast. Time. Okay, gotcha. So I was like, I don't know how much of this game I'm going to watch, but let's see what the Mariners look like right. while I have the free MLB extra innings with oh, this free go. preview. Nice, <laughs> nice. So I'm watching the game. I was like, okay, it's nothing, nothing. All right, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this because I want to get to bed. Mm-hmm. And it was about the, I don't know, two hours in. I'm like, 
ah, okay, I think I got to go to sleep now. And I looked up at the score, and I was like, oh, my God, it's just the eighth inning. <laughs> like it's the eighth inning and we're already two, we're already right, two hours into right. this thing and then of course Ty France hits the uh, the go ahead three run jack in the bottom of the eighth the game ends I mean it's like what like 9.20 yeah. or so west coast time so I was able to actually see the entire Mariners game when I thought I'll just watch about six, seven innings because it's probably going to take way too long. Like this is going to be good for not only just viewers, but if you have more people watching, I think the betting handle is oh going to be gosh. benefit from this as well because right. if people are going to watch it, they're probably going to bet on it, and this is good for MLB. One thousand percent. I mean, you want to increase viewership so you can increase the action, uh, mm -hmm. like when we're talking about betting. Uh, and I tell you what, um, when I got to Seattle in '96, that was a uh, good time to a be. Great there. time. I mean, the Mariners were yeah. on fire. <laughs> uh, but the thing about the Mariners now. Uh, is and you know this, Femi, but I don't know if all the betters know this. That Seattle is a is a baseball town. Mm -hmm. When I got there, uh, you know, now the Seahawks. You think about the Seahawks, and you think about Seattle that way. I mean, it was the SuperSonics, uh, and and then it was the Mariners, or yeah. it could have been the Mariners and then the SuperSonics and then the Seahawks, right? Uh, so if the Mariners, like you said, the optimism, the excitement, that certainly is going to return this year. That town can turn back into a baseball town. That's what. I think can feed into the Mariners this season as well, though. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's going to turn yeah. back into a baseball town. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks obviously still have love. Right. This time last year, a lot of people were pessimistic about the Seattle Seahawks, and they had the season last year going to mm -hmm. the playoffs. So I think it's kind of the, the the two teams are dueling to see who can take control of the right. town there. But there's the Mariners. I mean, people are talking World Series. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit too far. <laughs> the Mariners <laughs> but, town, but, though. But the you Mariners never know. baseball town. You yeah. never know. Yeah. But with that discussion, though. I wanted to kind of spin this to another sport, a sport okay. that we know and love. You, you talked about how your father wanted you to play baseball, but you ended up on the gridiron. Mm -hmm. You ended up playing football. Right. If you could change a rule in football, because this pitch clock has gotten rave reviews from the consensus. People love it that the game is tightening up and is more efficient and less dilly-dally. If you could change one rule in football, what would it be? Wow. Well, I'm an offensive guy, first of all. <laughs> um, I would reinforce or enforce the illegal contact, but I, I mean, don't change it, right? You can't change, but I would enforce it uh, being an offensive guy. But no, hands down, 1,000% uh, again, uh, I would get rid of the spot foul on pass interference. I mean, mm. I'm an offensive guy too, right? Yeah. But they rarely call offensive PI, and I know that as a receiver, and I can get away with a lot of stuff. Uh, but as soon as a defender um, does something, you know, out of the ordinary or certainly that draws a foul, okay, that's a spot foul. And a lot of times receivers, we know how to – engage and get that type of contact too. So uh, I, I think it's a, it's a disadvantage for a defense. Mm -hmm. uh, give it 15 yards like they do in college. I, I think that'd be a better rule. So I have two. Okay. <laughs> I know I asked <laughs> just for one, right? but I have one in college football and one in the NFL. Oh, okay. So that's kind of how I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. So my one in college football would be similar to what Major League Baseball did. I would get rid of the stopping of the clock after every first mm, down. Mm -hmm. Like we can, we can no longer have these four-hour college football games. Yeah. It's way too long. I think three, three and a half hours is perfect. The NFL, kind of how they keep things moving along, that's how college I think should do okay. it. Just because there's just wait, like four hours. There's no reason for a four-hour game, especially with the amount of spread offenses and the passing and all right. that stuff. They don't even huddle. Football. Yeah, they don't even huddle. So it's like you're just getting plays on plays on plays, mm -hmm. and you can easily have a 90-second drive for for 80 yards because the clock keeps stopping. So quit that. Just as long as the ball is in play and, and it's in bounds, keep the clock moving. Only stop it for out of bounds or incomplete passes. Mm -hmm. In the NFL, and I wish I could give attribution to this because I saw it on Twitter earlier this week or it might have been last week. Somebody was suggesting that uh -oh. when quarterbacks <laughs> get out of the pocket uh -huh. and they throw the ball away, that's a legal play. Throw it out of bounds or whatever. You're outside the pocket right. or that outside of the tackle zone. 
my suggestion is that they should give the nearest defender a sack. And instead of giving the offense the ball at the original line of scrimmage, they should give it to where the quarterback threw the ball away oh. to add an extra element and also help the defense because that's a play that's a win for the defense. Right. They should get an extra win. It shouldn't be if it's first and 10, go to second and 10. It should go to second and 18 if you're eight yards behind the line of scrimmage when you throw the ball. But away. isn't an incompletion a win for the defense, though, Philly? Come on, man. We, we, we need an extra win. Oh, you for need the an defense. extra win? We need an okay. extra win because there's so many rules for the offense. You need an offensive deficit. That's what you need. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about it. A, a, a defensive holding is an automatic yeah. first down versus an offensive holding is just a 10 yard loss. Mm. You know, the defense needs something. Okay. You know? Man, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Because now you mess, now you mess it with scoring. Now you mess with points. Uh, uh, I mean, second and eighteen. Second and 10 is hard. Yeah, second um, and 18 is hard. Oof, but it puts an emphasis on offensive line yeah. play and also the quarterback, you got to know where you're going with the football. <laughs> Can't just bail out and throw the ball out of bounds. All right. I'll convince you during the break. <laughs> We're just getting warmed up, though. This is the Lombardi line. On the other side, we'll talk a little Anthony Richardson Pro Day here on VCD the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. That's next week. This year's upcoming Masters betting guide will break down every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Boy, the Masters are already coming up. That's the official sign of spring. Right. Oh, yeah. The azaleas oh, yeah. are blooming. <laughs> there they <laughs> you know, are. You know, yes. Augusta National. Yeah, baseball it's, started. 
You get the, the, the dulcet tones of Jim Nance, you know, <laughs> just to end the weekend. Can't wait for that next weekend here. Uh, you mentioned baseball started. We'll get into that in the next segment with our buddy Josh Applebaum, host of the Market Insights podcast and also the Morning Bets podcast here at VEASAN. We'll talk some baseball and, of course, the final four. But, Pritch, let's talk a little NFL now while we have an open segment because yesterday was the conclusion of the quarterback circuit in the pro days. Mm-hmm. And we saw the whole NFL world down in Gainesville to watch Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. Now, Richardson blew up the combine with his jumping ability, his running ability, his throwing ability. It showed some impressive deep balls. And at his pro day, after what was a really electric workout, as our viewing audience can see it right now, I mean, some of these throws, it's just, I mean, come on. (laughs) You know, this guy's got a hose for an arm here. Richardson afterwards met with the Panthers and the Raiders. I'm sorry, this was actually before his pro day Mm -hmm. when he met with the Panthers and the Raiders. Now, the Panthers have the number one overall pick. The Raiders currently pick seventh, but there's been talk about maybe Vegas interested in perhaps moving up. We'll see if they find a guy who they fall in love with. But where are you at with Richardson right now as we're less than a a month away from the NFL draft? I mean, I, I thought when Lamar Jackson entered the National Football League, that was going to be hands down the, the best athletic quarterback we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm privy to Randall Cunningham and people like that. And uh, Steve Young, you can go through there. You can go, you know, all Fran Tarkenden, you can go back there yeah. if you want. Uh, but each and every generation, it seems to produce an athlete like this. And there's intrigue. Anthony Richardson uh, is an explosive, <clears throat> explosive athlete, right? And he's got a ton of energy. He's got a ton of leadership. Uh, and, he, and he's a magnet. Uh, and you can't get away from him. And that's why there's so much intrigue and so much excitement in the National Football League about what Anthony Richardson could present uh, for an organization. And I think the upside is tremendous for this guy. Uh, so uh, I, the, the draft is all about quarterbacks. We know that. You know, it's going to be heavy at the top with quarterbacks or are we going to see a defender, a defensive end, or an edge guy sink in there? Who knows? I'm thinking cornerback could go high, too. Uh, but, no, Anthony Richardson is gar- garnering all this attention, and he's the it factor uh, in this year's draft, more so than C.J. Stroud, who was a can't-miss guy, I believe, uh, and more so than Bryce Young, even. Mm. And Bryce Young's a Heisman Trophy winner. But, no, I think Anthony Richardson uh, is the it factor in this year's draft right now. If you were the Carolina Panthers and were picking first overall, mm-hmm. because – all the reports and all the discussion about the Panthers is that they're down to two guys, Young yeah. or Stroud. Right. If you were in control and you were Scott Fitterer, the general manager of Carolina, would it be a three-horse race with Richardson included? No, because I think Carolina's in a different category. I think Carolina, like, they don't have um, a great example at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been through it, too. Uh, they got to go for the sure thing at this point. And when you trade up to number one, to get the sure thing. I don't know if you want to wait to see what Anthony Richardson is going to turn into. I don't know if Frank Reich uh, is the right guy to mold Anthony Richardson either. Mm. Uh, so, no, I, I think Carolina, um, yeah, I, they're entertaining two guys. Uh, Bryce Young, obviously, and Michael Lombardi has been all over that. And then also mm. uh, C.J. Stroud. I mean, to me, it's about C.J. Stroud. Uh, I think he's a can't-miss guy. I think he's a franchise quarterback, and I don't know why Carolina would mess around with that, to be honest with you. Uh, right now at our show sponsor, BetMGM, C.J. Stroud is minus 350 to yeah. be the first overall pick. Bryce Young, plus 250. Richardson is at 9-1. to one. Then you have Will Levis, the long okay. shot, at 50-1. to one. And after that, there's the, uh, defenders who we don't believe is going to be the first <laughs> overall pick. So at the pro day, uh-huh. the Indianapolis Colts, who are in an interesting spot because they pick fourth overall, 
behind the Arizona Cardinals and presumably the Panthers and the Texans who are one and two, we think will be taking quarterbacks. Right. So the Colts who have been quarterback needy since Andrew Luck retired way back when are kind of boxed out from getting one of those top two guys or who they might perceive as a top two guy. The Colts typically for these pro days have been kind of sending area scouts to Mm -hmm. Ohio state for the CJ Stroud pro day. It's an area scout to Tuscaloosa for the Bryce Young pro day, but they actually sent some more to the Florida pro day with (laughs) Anthony Richardson. They sent their chief personnel executive, Morocco Brown to Florida to watch Richardson throw live. ESPN's Stephen Holder is one who reported this, who covers the Colts for ESPN. He used to work for The Athletic, and he has reported that the Colts are high on Richardson. And you can see where the dots might be connected with Shane Steichen, who was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia last year, now working what he did with Jalen Hurts. Maybe he can do that with Anthony Richardson. Are you buying Indy maybe perhaps moving up from four to three to secure the Florida athletic quarterback. Yeah, I am buying that. I mean, I, I thought Indy could control the draft if they moved up to number one, mm-hmm. uh, but Carolina beat them to it. Uh, the, the strongest rumors or the strongest information out there about the Colts uh, entertaining two quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson and Lamar Jackson. Ooh. Right? Okay, I think, yeah. So think about it. I mean, and I brought this up all year long uh, here on the network about uh, that roster, like in Ursay, what direction do they want to go into or go in? Because... On one hand, you can see, like, if they bring in Lamar Jackson, are they in the camp of chasing that division and perhaps making a run in the playoffs? But if they go young quarterback, now it's uh, you're presenting a different um, pat, uh, pattern or a different uh, blueprint, if mm-hmm. you will, because now you're starting over a little bit at quarterback. But so I, I like the dynamic that they have Gus Bradley as a defense coordinator, head, former head coach. Uh, Shane Steichen doesn't know defense, knows everything about offense. Uses a six eligible. So I can see why the Colts are going that route with Anthony Richardson or Lamar Jackson. The upside of Anthony Richardson is so intriguing. He's like a blank canvas. And I talked about this. When, when you can have a quarterback like this and you can mold him, right, and shape him into what you want him to be and what's best for your offense, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, and, okay, what scares you about Anthony Richardson? Okay, he – only threw 393 passes his entire time in college. Not a whole lot of reps. Not a whole lot of reps. He completed 54.7% of his passes, 24 touchdowns, 15 INTs. So this is not a comparison, but it's, um, it's an outline of, of what you know, people look for in the National Football League in terms of upside. So I'll take you back to a guy named Joe Montana in college. Mm. Only completed 52% of his passes. People don't realize this. People don't talk about this. And three seasons at Notre Dame, completed 52% of his passes. He threw 25 touchdowns and 25 interceptions. Wow. But it was there, there was an upside, though, that you know people can see, or people in the National Football League, in particular Bill Walsh and San Francisco and the scouts and everybody, they saw an upside and a fit. And, and to me, Anthony Richardson is all about upside and fit. And Shane Steichen in offense and six eligibles, that is a fit. Uh, and that could be spectacular for Anthony Richardson. So... Yeah, I mean, I could full, fully see Indianapolis moving up to number three to tie, try to secure that because you have rumors about the Raiders. You have other rumors everywhere, all over the place in terms mm-hmm. of teams, even Seattle. Uh, and, you know, these are teams that can sit in Anthony Richardson and kind of mold him that way too. But if you're the Colts and if you feel like, okay, Lamar Jackson, you don't want to go that route, Anthony Richardson is the next best thing in my opinion. Mm. I-, I love the Montana comparison with this because we don't really think about that and Montana for the record he went third round Mm -hmm. he was 82nd overall in the draft 
Now we're talking about a guy in Richardson who could go third overall at the highest spot. At BetMGM, he is now a co-favorite with Will right. Anderson at plus 125 to go third overall. Yeah. It's all about upside. It, it is the upside. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm intrigued by Richardson. Like, if I was honestly a, a, a GM or whatever, I think he'd be my QB1. I think he would be just because I think that he has the chance. Like, I like Young. Mm-hmm. I like Stroud. I think they're going to be good players. But Richardson has the chance So I think, not get on the Mahomes level, but why can't he get onto a Josh Allen level? Sure. Why can't he be at that tier level of quarterback where he's talked about in the perennial top five every single year in the NFL? Well, with that specific offense, too, with, with Shane Steichen and what he wants to run, I mean, you think about, go back to Utah with Alex Smith, mm-hmm. and that produced Alex Smith into the number one overall pick. He ran the same offense in college at Utah. Uh, Shane Steichen, familiar uh, here at UNLV, obviously, and then um, you think about what they were able to do with Jalen Hurts and, and go to a Super Bowl. So it's an offense that works. It's a, it's a yeah. six-eligible offense. And uh, I, I think there's a tremendous uh, intrigue with the athleticism with Anthony Richardson. But on top of that, to be able to make him fit and make him do what you want him to do with that offense and be that specific with it, I think there's a tremendous upside there. Yeah. And I think I also saw a stat somewhere that – because everyone points to his completion percentage at Florida. Uh-huh. But also I think Florida was also one of the – top power six teams in like drops right so their wide receivers weren't that good in it hey have you heard any florida wide receiver who's draft eligible yeah. this year that's being drafted right so who he did... wasn't necessarily throwing to guys that are going to be dudes in the nfl who are the wide receivers for montana when he's completed just 52 percent of his passes at Notre exactly. Dame. exactly yeah you also need a surrounding cast right. folks to be a good player uh, we saw young and stroud they had it at bam and ohio state respectively richardson not so much at florida on the other side, Josh Applebaum, host of the Market Insights Podcast and the Morning Bets Podcast, will join us to talk some MLB and the Final Four. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. That's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abedfei. We're hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas on the eve of Final Four Saturday, one of the best days in all of sports. And the read I just did was talking about betting splits. Well, no man here at the network at VEASAN knows the betting splits like our next guest. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring him in. VEASAN betting analyst, host of the Market Insights podcast, host of the Morning Bets podcast, he is our buddy, Josh Applebaum. Josh, hope all is well. I'm sure Boston this time of the year is springing, opening day, Red Sox fever. We'll table the baseball for just a little bit. Want to talk Final Four, though, and our first game in the Final Four tomorrow afternoon, FAU San Diego State. This has been an interesting market. Aztecs right now, two and a half point favorites, total 131 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, Femi and Pritch, it's great to be with you. And it does feel like spring a little bit here in New England. Weather's getting a little bit better, although it was freezing at Fenway yesterday. Sox teased me down big. They made a comeback late and obviously came short here. So uh, what are you going to do? But guys, looking at this one here, fascinating to me. I think just take a step back to wait until uh, game day movement comes in because kind of treating this week like a football week. Obviously, we're now just one day away from the final four, but there hasn't been a ton of movement throughout the week. But once a lot of these recreational betters, public betters, 
get home from work, uh, be able to bet these games. I think you're going to see a big shift over the next 24 hours. So pay attention to how this line goes leading up to tip-off. That late movement is always really important to me. It tells me where the respected money has really made, taken their position here. But as an outright, guys, two things are going on right now. We do have a line movement towards San Diego State. San Diego State uh, opened as low as a you know two-point favorite. We've seen them get bet up now to minus two and a half, and they're even creeping up at some shops to minus three. So I think if you like San Diego State, uh, you're probably maybe going to want to go money line here to me when I'm playing uh, these sh very short favorites, especially in March Madness. Crazy things happen. If San Diego State wins by two, I don't want to lose my bet laying a two and a half here. Uh, I think you're going to get a better number here, too, because it may be going to three as well. But my angle, guys, I'm going to wait out for a three on Florida Atlantic. I think there's value on FAU taking the points here, guys. It reminds me actually quite a bit about the uh, like the NIT final last night between UAB uh, in, in uh, North Texas, where UAB was the public play. The line went toward UAB. If you're able to get that inflated two and a half there with North Texas, obviously they win the game outright. Some questionable calls that as a North Texas better went my way last night. That's a whole other story. Uh, but a couple <laughs> things to like about this one, guys, for FAU. Number one, they are contrarian bet. They're only getting about 45% of bets, but almost 55% of the money. So a little bit of low bets, higher dollars, uh, bet discrepancy there. Here's what I think you're banking on, though. San Diego State, according to Ken Palm's projections, he only has them winning the game by one point. So Ken Palm is predicting a very, very tight game here. If we're going to wait it out and get a plus three when Ken Palm has a one, that's some pretty good actionable value there. Uh, we have seen also um, in this spot uh, as a dog, uh, Florida Atlantic, 6-2 and two ATS as a dog getting points so far this year. And really, if I'm going to bet on a dog, guys, Pretty much no matter what sport it is, I want a dog that can score, that can either keep pace or backdoor cover. And that's really what FAU, kind of what they uh, built their program on, offense. They're averaging almost 80 points a game, only around 70 for San Diego State. Obviously, San Diego State is the great defensive team here, but a team that can score here with FAU, better field goal percentage, 47% versus 44%, three-point shooting, 37% versus 35%, and rebounding. 36 boards a game versus 33 boards a game. So I'll wait for the three. That's really what I'm hoping for with FAU. There's actually a couple books out there who are kind of, you know, hinting at going to that number here. Also keep an eye on the under guys that open 132 and a half. You're down to 131 and a half. And we do know that uh, defensively in pace, both these teams are, are pretty, uh, obviously San Diego State, great defensive team, but both very slow pace here, tempo around a 65. But I'll wait out for FAU. I like the Ken Palm projection, only a one-point game here. If I can get a plus three with FAU, I'll be hooting with the Owls, guys. All right. <laughs> what is the market telling you about the next game, Josh? Uh, Miami, another South Florida team, obviously. And then uh, UConn. Uh, UConn, one of my favorite teams in, in uh, college basketball historically, uh, right? And so <laughs> we got an intriguing matchup. What is the market saying to you about this game? Yeah, and Pritch, I'm in New England. We don't really have much college basketball in New England, but we kind of say, hey, UConn, they're kind of a New England team. Right. I remember I, I'm with you. I loved them with Rip Hamilton and the mask and obviously the Kemba Walker year as well. But the public is loving UConn here. To me, if you're going to bet against the public, this is your number one contrarian play to actually bet against UConn. As, as bad as it sounds, this team looks like a powerhouse here. Uh, the adjusted odds to win the title, UConn is the favorite, minus 125. You have San Diego State plus 400, Miami plus 450, and FAU plus 650. So we expect UConn to win it all, but the question for this game is, can you cover the number? Can you win by uh, six or more? So early on, I was like, hey, this is going to be a huge steam move. You might as well uh, get UConn early. They opened minus five. They got up to five and a half. And, I, and earlier this week, I was saying, hey, with such love for UConn, they're getting around 65% of bets. We might get to six. We might get to six and a half. But that actually hasn't happened. Over the last few days, guys, we've actually seen this line Pretty much hit a wall at five and a half. It really hasn't gone above that number. Even if you look at some of the juice here, it's mostly five and a half, 
uh, minus 110 both sides. So that kind of tells me that even though you're getting all this love for UConn and probably be even more tomorrow when people, you know, uh, really get down and, and want to bet this game and, and go out or, you know, uh, you know, place a bet here, uh, you're going to have more love for UConn, yet they don't want to go to six. That tells me there's a reluctance on the half of the books to give out a better number here uh, for Miami. You also look at Miami. Let's look what they've done as a dog, guys. They're nine and two against the spread as a dog this year, regular season and postseason. They were getting three and a half versus Texas. They won the game. They got seven and a half against Houston. They won the game. They got one and a half against the Hoosier, the Hoosiers. They won the game. So this is definitely a team that if you've watched them all year, great guard play. They can really shoot the ball. Uh, talked about FAU as a dog covering. Same thing here with Miami. So I'll take the points with Miami, guys. Uh, I, I was hoping for a six. I don't know if you're going to get it. On the one hand, it's maybe a good thing it's not going to six if you're a Miami better. On the other hand, maybe you're not getting that, that best number there. But I'll be rocking both dogs, guys. Maybe Miami keeps this thing close. I love their guards with Wong. And, and to me, this is a team that hopefully can keep it within five or less. You know, it's interesting because the last thing that we all saw as betters was Miami with that crazy comeback against Texas. But UConn looks so damn impressive Saturday <laughs> night against Gonzaga that yeah. I don't even know if the recency bias can overcome that and that how good the Huskies looked taking apart the Zags over at T-Mobile Arena here in Vegas. We're speaking with Josh Applebaum, Visa and betting analyst, host of the Market Insights podcast and the Morning Bets podcast. Josh, we've got three and a half minutes left. Let's get to the baseball. Rockies, Padres, Padres minus 190 on the money line. Rockies plus 155 total, seven and a half. Yeah, Pritch's Rockies had a huge hit yesterday as a dog, plus 185. If you took them, you're feeling pretty good about that one yesterday as, the, as a dog barked. That was one of the biggest dogs that that cashed yesterday. But, guys, I'm looking for a bounce-back spot for the San Diego Padres today. I'm going to lay this juice here with San Diego. One thing to go off of when you're early in the season, we don't have a lot of data for this year's teams. Like, MLB is such a data-driven sport. The analytics play a, a huge role. But we're opening day, game one, game two, there's really not a lot to go off of. So what I like to go off of, is what the market's telling me, what the line movement is telling me. So pretty good steam move here in favor of San Diego. They open around minus 175. They've been bet up to around minus 185. Uh, they're getting like 80% of bets, but 90% of the money. So I don't love the fact that they're a big public play, but also I think when you look at MLB betting splits, you guys were mentioning it uh, a second ago. Uh, to me, the, the bet splits are more meaningful closer to game time. Like I don't think that 80%, 90% dollars is like totally public. I don't know how many public bettors are betting this game. Uh, right now or last night when the game starts at you know 9:40 or 10 o'clock here, but either way, big steam here toward the San Diego Padres. This is Freeland against Martinez. What I like with San Diego guys is they really mash against left-handed pitchers. Facing Freeland here, he had a pretty good year last year, nine and 11, 4.53 ERA. But San Diego is one of the best hitting teams against lefties. Uh, they were 32 and 23, 58% winning their games against lefties. They had a really high OPS. And Pritch knows this. Colorado, even though they had a huge upset win yesterday. They do not do very well historically on the road. They just went 27 and 54 on the road last year. That was the second worst road record of any team in Major League Baseball. Only the Royals were worse. Uh, in correlative betting, we got a, a bigger favorite here with a lower total. Fewer amount of expected runs scored, more likely they come from the better team. So I'm going to bet on the Padres here to get back on track, get a win against Colorado. I laid around a minus 185 with uh, with the pods. Josh, we got a minute left. D-backs and the Dodgers, LA minus 190. The Arizona Diamondbacks plus 155 total once again, seven and a half. Yeah, so same sort of thing here, Femi. I think if you like San Diego, you probably like the Dodgers. The bet split, the line move is almost exactly the same here. So uh, the Dodgers had a big win yesterday, 8-2. to two. Cash is a minus 165 favorite. 
the Padres game is like, oh, they'll bounce back and get it today. This one is a ain't broke, don't fix it play for me with uh, the, the Dodgers <laughs> here at system? home. So it, it should be, it, it should, should be, Rich. Yeah, yeah. My next book will have an ain't broke, don't fix like it system. It. That that's one we'll get down on. But uh, same thing here. You open around a minus one seventy favorite. You're up to minus one eighty five, minus one ninety here with the Dodgers. Merrill Kelly against Dustin May. But here's the angle to me with the with the Dodgers. They were great at home, 57-24 and 24 at home last year. That was tied with the Yankees with the best record at home. And this is unbelievable, guys. If you look at a head-to-head matchup here, I know they changed the schedule. I think it went from 19 division games to like 13 or 14. It's more of a competitive schedule. But the Dodgers have had Arizona's number. Uh, last year, they went 14-5 and five against Arizona. Over the last two years, they've gone 30-8 and eight against Arizona here. They've been great at home. So I'll lay it here with the Dodgers. I'm laying it here with San Diego. I know they're chalky favorites. But I got to go with the steam move. And I think you lean a little bit on these favorites here uh, to, to start the year before the dogs really start to bark. Once again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make, make that a pro tip, Femi. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it might like be it. the pro tip today. He is Josh Applebaum. <laughs> Check him out. Market Insights Podcast, Morning Bets Podcast. Josh, thanks for the time. Great analysis as always. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. On the other side, we'll play a little Would You Rather with some NFL win totals here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's no better time to hit the court for some exciting action in college basketball. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code VSEN1000 and place your first bet on March matchups. If your wager loses, you'll still receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. Find out why March is the most magical month in sports and take your shot at thrilling tournament wins. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call. 
1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. We just had Josh Applebaum on in the last segment. Josh, the host of the Market Insights podcast and the VEASAN Morning Bets podcast, as well as a betting analyst here at the network. Always a pleasure to talk with Josh. And like he said, his pro tip of the day, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. You got something right. working? Why, why tweak? Exactly. You know, exactly. Just keep, keep doing it until you... The Rockies are broke. <laughs> they are. They literally are broke. <laughs> so there's some fixing that has to be done? Right. So... The system that I had with the Rockies last year, and it was profitable, mm-hmm. was when they played at Coors Field, that first game on the road, it was fade them. Mm. Uh, and it came home all the time. I think I, think I missed one game maybe. Uh, wow. be- because it's such a different dynamic playing at Coors Field and then going on the road. And, and it changes everything for that, for that squad. No, yeah, something to keep in mind. So maybe after a long homestand, that first game on the road, oh. go ahead and bet the other team. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, keep that in mind for this year. Maybe after this. I don't know if they're are they on the road after this series. <laughs> I don't Padres? know. I didn't look at their schedule yeah, yet. We'll, we'll do some digging. Yeah. And we'll see if we can find a spot <laughs> to bet against Pritch's beloved Colorado Rockies. Uh, but let's play a little Would You Rather with some NFL win totals. And these numbers are courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings. And the first one is a couple of AFC contenders mm-hmm. the New York Jets and the Los Angeles Chargers. Would you rather bet over nine and a half wins on the Jets at minus 130? Or over nine and a half on the Chargers at minus one twenty-five. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you want the Aaron Rodgers saga to come to an end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be an easy decision. I mean, it's an easy decision for me anyway because I can't trust the Chargers. Mm. Uh, like the Chargers could win nine games and make the playoffs, and then you'd be frustrated betting over nine and a half uh, here for the Chargers. Whereas the Jets. Uh, and I do believe their owner when he said that they're a quarterback away. I love what Robert Sala has done in changing the culture, uh, the attitude there in that locker room. They've drafted very, very well. Uh, they just can't get it right at quarterback. And they're trying to get it right with Aaron Rodgers if that can happen. But um, who knows? But to me, would I rather? I would rather bet the over 9.5 with the Jets minus 130 than the Chargers, uh, even though it's minus 125 over 9.5. It's interesting because on paper – it feels like inserting Aaron Rodgers into that Jets locker room should work out, given that, hell, they won, what, eight games last year with Mike White oh. and whatever Zach Wilson was doing yeah. behind center? <laughs> you know, so it's right. like they, they, wasn't they, quarterbacking. It wasn't quarterbacking. I don't know what he was doing, running around, but it wasn't quarterbacking. We can't call it that. But with that said, I think I'd go with the Chargers. Really? I okay. think I would go you with the Chargers. And, and it's not necessarily that I love this Chargers team, because like you said, like the Chargers always find ways to mess it up. Chargering is a verb that we use in the NFL. <laughs> And I don't really trust Brandon Staley, but I do love the quarterback, Justin Herbert. And I think in 2023, you might be able to make the argument that the Chargers have the better quarterback. I, I, I'm not going to be shouting that from the top down as I use my kind of quiet voice. Yeah. But I think there's an argument that Herbert is better than Rodgers. And also, I just believe that the AFC East is a much tougher division than the AFC West. I know the AFC West got a lot of the hype last offseason. Mm-hmm. That didn't really come to fruition. The Chiefs are the only team that you're really having to worry about as of right now. 
Denver with Sean Payton, we'll see what they can kind of get going. If he can revive Russell Wilson's career, then they become a contender and a serious team. Yeah. But the Raiders, I just think they're too talent poor compared to these other teams to where in the AFC East, the Bills, even though the way they ended last year mm-hmm. wasn't impressive, they're still a good team. Okay. The Dolphins, if Tua can stay healthy, that's an explosive team. They've right. gotten better on defense with Vic Fangio now coming in, Jalen Ramsey, that trade. And New England, you still got to deal with Bill Belichick, and that team's going to win eight, nine games every year probably for the foreseeable future. So yeah. I think there's just a much tougher path in the AFC East. So that's how I'd go over nine and a half with the Bolts. I like to smoke in the AFC East, though. Uh, you made some <laughs> great said, points. I want to smoke. Yeah, you made some great points. Uh, but there's something about the Chargers. Timmy, it goes back to when I was a player even. Uh, I just can't trust them. I mean, sometimes they're the most talented team in the National Football League, and then they come up short. Uh, so starting with the head coach, uh, I, I, I think the momentum's on the side of the Jets, but you make some great, great points. Yeah. So, well, no, there's a lot of evidence <laughs> in the Chargers not living up to expectations. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. But that's why we have the question. It's, that's right. It's, it's good arguments on both sides. The next one, a couple of contenders, the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to try to fade and preach. Mm-hmm. Would you rather go under 10 and a half on Buffalo at plus 115 or under 10 and a half on Philadelphia? At plus 120. I'd rather go under 10 and a half, uh, plus 115 with Buffalo. Mm. Uh, what you said, they're a good team, right, uh, on, their, on their roster, from a roster standpoint. But they lack identity. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I mean, McDermott and talking about changing Josh Allen and all that. Okay, you don't have a running game. He was almost your leading rusher last year. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I still think they lack a physical uh, nature about themselves, too. They lose Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, and then I like what uh, Teddy Bruschi said about them. Uh, they don't have a killer instinct, and I don't know how they find that uh, without an identity. So, yeah, I'll take the under uh, with Buffalo under 10 and a half. We're going oppo once again here, Pritch. Okay. I'm going under on the Eagles okay. at, at plus 120 on under 10 and a half here. And fully noted, uh-huh. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> right. I am not, I, I, I'm not saying this because of my Cowboys fandom. Uh-huh. I was the first one here at the network flying the Eagles flag this time last okay. year saying, hey, this team – is Super Bowl good because of the roster and the schedule that they have out in front of them? The fact that you're explaining your answer already. <laughs> I just, just want to make it clear. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. This is not me, Femi, being the, yeah. the, the hater and okay. being the Cowboy fan. Right, this right. is Femi looking at it objectively. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm going under 10 and a half is because the Eagles will have a little bit tougher of a schedule this year than they had last year. They also lose both of their coordinators, Shane Steichen, to the Colts. Jonathan Gannon to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Gannon, that might be addition by subtraction. Who knows with that? <laughs> with that what the defense is doing there, especially in the Super Bowl. But... I do think Dallas is actually better than they were last year. And I think Dallas's defense is better as we sit right now. Now, a lot can change between March 31st and September 10th, whenever the season starts. Right. I think Dallas is the better team. Okay. And I can't go over 10 and a half when I don't believe you're the best team in your own division. I think what Dallas has done defensively and the acquisitions they made, they retain Dan Quinn. They bring in Stephon Gilmore from Indianapolis. They also bring in Brandon Cooks from Houston on the offensive side to add a little juice to wide receiver room. I think the Cowboys could be the team that bounces back and wins that division. Did they upgrade at offense coordinator? Uh, <laughs> like it's a sensitive subject. It is it's, a, it's a sensitive subject, man. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Tune into the GM Shuffle to get my thoughts on Kellen Moore. Uh, let's get to the next one here as we have a couple minutes left. Would you, would you rather go over 5.5 on the Arizona Cardinals at plus 110 oh. or over 5.5 on the Houston Texans at minus 110? No, I'd rather lay it for me. I mean, I talk about not trusting somebody. The Cardinals, uh, good luck with that, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Houston, I can bet on D'Amico Ryans all day, any day. Mm-hmm. I, I could. I mean, uh, Robert Sala changed the culture in New York, and look what that's turning into. I think D'Amico has a chance to do that in Houston. And he needs to do that because Houston, whew, 
they need to get their act together. But if yeah. I'm, would I rather hear absolutely Houston uh, over five and a half minus one ten? I agree with you. Slam dunk Houston over yeah. five and a half. I don't think Kyler Murray is going to play this year. <laughs> Texans should be getting a quarterback, either Young or Stroud. One of those two guys, they'll be much improved under D'Amico Ryans. The next one, Seahawks oh, man. versus the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Would you rather go over eight and a half on Seattle or over eight and a half on Denver? Two of my former teams here, Femi. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pritch Bowl. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of intrigue with, with uh, Denver. Uh, I think they're trying to buy their way to being relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't know what that's going to turn into. Russell Wilson with the knee. Uh, and that situation, man, he was big last year, wasn't he? He was. Uh, he was out of shape. He was. Uh, so didn't run around a lot. Yeah, there's there's going to have to be a lot of change going on out there in Denver. Uh, and again, they're trying to buy their way into being relevant. Whereas Seattle has continuity on their side, and I love the culture. I love the fact that they draft very very well. So yeah, give me Seattle over eight and a half minus one hundred five. Can I say both? I kind of want to. I kind of want to go over on okay. both, to be quite sure. honest. Sure. But I'll go with Seattle mm. just because, like you said, the stability is there, and also I think there's some uncertainty in San Francisco. Uh, Kyle Shanahan saying oh, yeah. we don't know if it's going to be six months or eight months with the elbow thing with with uh, Brock Purdy. Could be Sam Darnold that started. The offensive line's also a little bit shaky as well after losses in free agency. I don't think the Niners are the juggernaut that people think they are. I would go Seattle over eight and a half and maybe take a flyer on Seattle to win that division. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're building something really yeah. good, and they have a lot of draft capital as well to add to an already young roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, Ravens and the Vikings, would you rather go under 8.5? Which one would you take? Um, even with um, Lamar Jackson, I'd go under Ravens. I'd take that one would I rather. Would I, rather. Uh, yeah. I, I like Flores being upgraded defense coordinator for the Vikings. I think like the Seahawks and Broncos, I think I want to go both okay. under under on both the Vikings and the Ravens. Would you rather though? You can't, not, <laughs> I know, can't, I can't choose both. Uh, I'll take Vikings. Since you take the Ravens, I'll take the Vikings. Okay. The luck box Vikings from last year, that's going to regress this upcoming year. The ball's not going to bounce their way. All right, that does it for hour number one. Hour number two begins with our buddy Vinny Maiulo at the South Point. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.